Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, the host of your show. And today I would love to introduce you to my guest, Lynn Vollmer. Welcome, Lynn. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Melissa. So nice to have you here. Let me just give you a brief introduction to the audience. Lynn is a belief work expert instructor, mindset coach, and Theta Healing Master. She has spent more than a decade helping people transform their lives from states of depression, chaos, and uncertainty to living life on their own terms. She is on a mission to help people create the changes they need to live a happier, better, and more abundant life. So from that, you can clearly see why I thought she would be a fabulous guest to have on the show because I love all of that as well. So again, welcome, Lynn. What I particularly love about that is your comment of living life on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Do you just want to explain that or elaborate that on that a little bit? For sure. Okay, so for me, and it might mean something different to everyone, but for me, it means following my own heart. It means um, recognizing what I like to do recognizing what I don't like to do, and a lot of self-care, self-love, compassion, and not saying yes to something that I don't want to do based upon fear of rejection or fear of the unknown or fear of the future, or is just really knowing who I am, my boundaries, and recognizing that I don't allow anyone to treat me in a way that I would not treat another person. I love that. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, learning that is a journey in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, you know, I want to go through your story and I know that your story led you to this awareness and being able to now live life on your own terms. But I also want to say, you know, this could be one amazing life lesson that could be introduced at high school level to help kids maybe start to figure this out. High school level or even grade school, right? Because I find that I find that the school ground is probably, and this is my opinion based upon what my children went through, is a huge ground for bullies, right? Mm-hmm. And I think learning how to make choices based upon what you like, what you want to do is really important at a very young age. And we even like my daughter, Taya is seven and we teach her that already, you know, and we teach her how to 
we, you know, I mean, we try to give her the words, right, uh, to use to, to someone who may be pushing her into doing something that she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to teach that in the home right from the get-go. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So let's walk through your story. Because I heard it on someone else's podcast, the Winning okay. uh, with Wellness podcast by Jenny Rice. And it really touched me. And I knew you before I heard the podcast. We'd worked together. But I really loved your story and found it incredibly inspirational. And this episode is coming out on December 25th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so we're just wrapping up. 2021 here right now, Christmas day. Yeah. And so I think that I would love to finish off the year with your inspirational story as people are looking ahead to 2022 and making choices around how they want their life to look like, how they want their year to go. So yeah, talk to me about your story. How did you end up in this line of work? Okay. Um, So I guess my turning point for me was about 10 plus or so years ago. Um, I remember very distinctly, I was sitting on the beach and I was watching my kids play and the beach is my favorite place to be. And I remember I was contemplating suicide. I had been contemplating suicide for quite a few months and, you know, I had gone to some medical doctors and psychiatrist and they wanted to put me on meds and I totally refused and I recognized at that point that if if I wanted to continue my life if I wanted to watch my kids grow up if I wanted to experience grandchildren then I was going to have to radically change my thinking I was going to have to get myself out of the deep depression that I was in because I was in so much pain from trauma that had happened um, five years prior and even in my childhood, which is actually connected, but that's a whole other story. And, but I, I didn't realize how my childhood trauma and the trauma that had happened five years prior was really connected to my depression. And So I kind of like went on a journey and that journey brought me to belief work. And I ended up going into uh, a modality and learning a modality called Theta Healing. And through all of that, taking all these courses, I learned that the reason I was feeling the way I was feeling had to do, and, and what was keeping me stuck, because here's the thing, I, I did everything that I could to try to get myself out of that state of being. I remember waking up in the morning and thinking, okay, I'm not gonna think a negative thought, I'm gonna be positive and blah, 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 right? And it would start and I would keep thinking really positive, but it was so exhausted. Like I was so exhausted by the end of the day mm-hmm. because I just couldn't, like the negative thoughts kept coming and coming and coming. And, and you had to keep pushing them back and pushing them exactly. back. Exactly. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was just, I just couldn't keep up with it after like after two days, right? But I didn't understand it. 
But when I learned about belief work with regards to how what you think creates your reality, mm -hmm. it made me recognize that, oh my gosh, I am probably think of this. I probably think of this. And, and I had so much guilt and regret. And there was lots of blame and shame with regards to my childhood patterns, with regards to what had happened five years prior. And I needed to debunk all of that. And it wasn't until I was able to really fully connect with who I was, release all those limiting belief systems that I really came up on top and I really started to change. And I remember my, here's the thing. I remember my first session that I had, um, I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to take my classes, then I should have a session. So I booked a belief work theta healing session with, uh, with an instructor. And frankly, I, and I, I didn't even like the session. <laughs> you know, I, I um, got off the phone thinking, holy crap, what the hell did I put myself into? Because I'd already paid for right. all these classes. And, um, and I was really disappointed. But it's the next day. The next day, there was a huge difference in my energy field. And at the time we were having problems with my, um, with my daughter, she was totally disengaging from the family and going down a path where it was a very destructive path. And within about three days of me having this session, because we worked on her behind the scenes through my, through my trauma. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she comes down for dinner, like, and she stopped wearing black. She, um, uh, she stopped wearing uh, goth, um, you know, attire and, and, and like her whole demeanor changed with just one session, you know, and one session of the healer working with you. Yeah. While you yeah. and working on your daughter, but through you. So your daughter was not even present at this session. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So belief work, what happened was when you work with belief work, it not just works on you, but it also works um, through the gene pool, past, present and future. So ancestry. Right. Mm -hmm. And and of course, soul contracts. Right. And she was part of my soul contracts because she was my daughter. I was part of hers. So we released all of that. And that created a huge healing. And when all of this started to happen, I recognized, okay, this is good. This is where I need to be. And I went and I did my beginner classes. I left to go to Ontario. I left for three months. Um, you know, I left my family, my young family for three months. And I spent three months learning about theta healing, being the practitioner. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never... I'm going to get teary-eyed because I always get teary-eyed when I mention this, but I'll never forget when I came off the plane, and this is me being away for three months, I get off the plane and I walk to my son, and my son is about seven, eight at the time, maybe even younger. Anyway, and he says, wow, mom, you're radiating. And that just proved to me the healing and how much better I felt. 
you know, and, and everyone like my friends could notice, because I mean, we emit energy, right? Mm -hmm. We're energy and, and we, what we put out, people receive and what they were receiving and what I was getting was the fact that I was changing and I was healing, which was a great um, validation for me that I was on the right track. So, I mean, um, we are what we think and the guilt from, uh, from my previous trauma was just really disconnecting me from my reality because I was just staying stuck in the past and and because I was stuck in the past I couldn't be in my present and I couldn't look forward to the future and because I was I was over there like I was just busy looking over my shoulder you know what I mean and um yeah so that's you know and, and that has just steamrolled to where I am today which is kind of like I mean the first time I took Theta Healing, my teacher said, you're going to be an instructor. And I said, no, I'm not. I had no desire, no inkling, no thoughts of becoming an instructor. And it wasn't until I took all of those classes and that I was able to change from a place of suicide ideations to a place of joy, happiness, contentment, like just a love for life. And I thought, you know what, if this can happen for me, then what, what can I do to help others be on the same journey? That is so, so powerful. And first of all, I love the part about your son saying, you know, mom, you're radiating after being yeah. away from you for three months at such a young age, kids are so perceptive. Yeah. And, and how beautiful is it that you know, coming home to your family, that's the first thing you hear is those words and that validation for you that you are healing, right? Yep. And then not only that, but to have your instructor tell you you're going to be a healer when <laughs> that wasn't even in your mind at all as a thought, you were just trying to heal yourself at that point, right? And so was that the instructor from that first session that you did that you didn't really like, or was that from once you got to Toronto and you started your class? The, um, the instructor, that was a different instructor. So okay. the one that I had the session with, yes. is, she's the one that I went to, to Ontario. She was supposed to be my first initial instructor, but when she came to Edmonton, cause I lived in Edmonton at the time, when she came to Edmonton, she got really, really sick. Oh, so she ended up having to bring in another instructor to teach us. So, yeah. And which is funny, too, because I mean, when I went to Ontario and this is how. Like you talk about spirit speaking, they were yelling at me pretty much. So when I went to when I went to. Uh, Ontario. To take all of my instructor classes. One of my peers said, I'm going down to, and at the time, this is where uh, Viana had her clinic um, or her instructor classes. I'm going to Idaho to take the basic instructor classes. Do you want to come? And I immediately said, no, I have no interest in being an instructor. And when I went home, though, for a whole week, like I say a week, but about five days, I would wake up in the middle of the night with thoughts, you have to go register. 
go register, go register, go. Re and I, and I heard exactly, there was five different classes that I had to register for. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go check to see just, just to see, because I could only go at a certain point in time because of my family. I'm just going to go and check to see how everything is lined up and just to see if it would actually work out. Every class worked out, boom, 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 exactly the way I would need. And I thought, well, this is divinely guided. I'm being asked to go, so I'm going to go. So, and then I've just been teaching belief work ever since. So I love that. I love that when you say, you know, the universe was directing you and not only do they direct you, but it's all laid out perfectly, right? Exactly. And I'm a firm believer that um, this is part of my pre-birth plan. You know, mm -hmm. I picked my mother, I picked my father, I picked all the experiences that I've had, including all my trauma, not just all the, the laughs, you know, and all the fun right. times, but we, we pick our experiences, we pick our adversity. And it's in the adversity where we get to shine, actually, if we get to, we, we can choose to shine if we want, depending right. as to how we look at that adversity, right? We can look at it as, um, as a deterrent, right? Or we can really look at it at a, as a place to grow and to evolve. And um, yeah, so. It's so true that that adversity or, you know, sometimes it's called the brick wall or whatever it is that's put up before you that kind of makes you stop for a second, it does and we'll give up but then it's the matter of what am I supposed to learn in this moment so I can figure out my way around or through or over yeah. that wall right and that's where that growth is coming from which that in and of itself is scary and then we have our brain talking back at us too complicating it and trying to hold us back in our comfort zone when we're trying yep. to grow and expand and get to the other side so yeah. there's there's so much to this um, but before we dive more into that, I, and I don't know if you can even answer this question, but I'm wanting to know from that moment on the beach where you decided that if I want to see my kids grow up and I want to see, you know, see them have children, I have to change the way I think to going to the course that you went to for three months, what transpired in there how did you make that happen because previously you were waking up and you were thinking I have to have positive thoughts I have to have positive thoughts but then yeah. you'd end up exhausted so what was different so what happened there was um I had I guess that day I kind of had so how can I say this um a spiritual awakening at that point, mm -hmm. because I think I was at my bottom. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going into the water after thinking about that and just feeling so dejected. Mm -hmm. I went into the water and I ended up sitting at the bottom of the ocean. Like I just, you know, I wasn't above my head or anything, but you know how you just submerge yourself and just right. allow yourself to be. Yeah. And what happened was my problems or my thoughts just kind of seemed to move to the back of my head. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I started feeling a lot of light and a lot of love. And I recognized, and this is my perception, of course, 
that what it felt like, and I love the ocean, right? And I felt like the water, I was being cleansed, like, and sea salt actually is a cleansing agent. And Mm -hmm. I just think that from carrying so much junk Mm -hmm. energetically that the sea salt just kind of cleansed my energy field. And I felt so much lighter from that. I had a really good discussion with my husband and I said, you know, and, and I, he knew a lot of what I was feeling and going through, but he really, I don't think he fully understood the depths of everything. And I had a very candid conversation about, I need to do something for me. And at the time I was working uh, full-time as a child and youth worker, because that's my first profession. And I quit my job. I quit my job and I just, that just dove into a lot of spiritual books. I would go into um, a shop and grab the first book that came to mind. And, or, and I went into, I went to a lot of Hay House, th- um, Hay House events. And I just did a lot of soul searching. And there was, there's a magazine in Edmonton called Mosaic Magazine. Mm-hmm. Actually, she might be all of Alberta, but I'm not quite sure. Um, Connie Bryson. But anyway, I was reading an article in one of her magazines about uh, this woman who had healed her, healed a custody case. Like she was in a custody battle with her ex-husband who healed that through theta healing. And I thought, well, what is that? So it piqued my interest and I went online and I read everything that there was, like I read for about four or five hours that day. Like I read everything that there was about theta healing and my cells were like this. There were literally- For those who are watching and just listening, they're vibrating right now. Yeah, and (laughs) it's like, and and I remember calling my husband and I was so excited. And I said, this is it, this is it. This this is gonna, you know, this is going to, this is what I need, you know? And, and I didn't even bat an eye. I looked right off the bat for classes that was in, in Edmonton. And within a month and a half, that instructor was coming to Edmonton. And I thought, talk about divine timing. <clears throat> and that's how it started. And from the time I was sitting on the beach to when I actually took my first class was about a year. So during that time, I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of reflecting. That's when I actually started really meditating um, and a lot of reading and a lot of looking at my life, looking at things that didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. So if, if this doesn't serve me anymore, then what do I need to do to change it? Right. And this is when I started opening up my throat chakra and speaking out with regards to what I need. Right. And not just being of servant to everyone, because I mean, <clears throat> being a healer, we love to serve. And, yeah. um, but I think that is when I really learned how to say no. Yeah. I love that. And I've actually done a podcast earlier this year on, are you using the words yes and no in, in the wrong way, right? Yeah, exactly. And instead of saying yes to yourself, you're saying yes to everyone else. And in yeah. that process, saying no to yourself, which yeah. is what happens so often, right? And you know Especially what? And this is what I teach my clients. I, I tell them, when you say no to someone, to another person, who are you saying yes to, Mm -hmm. right? Who's the most important person here? Because like, I'm not going to be of use if I'm 
flat out in bed or with cancer, right? Because I'm just running ragged Mm -hmm. and I'm not listening to my own needs. And if I'm not listening to my own needs, then what am I teaching my children? Right. hundred percent. Yeah. So it's just a, a cycle, right? And, and really it goes, it comes down to that. Like, what are you teaching your children with your thoughts, with your words, with your behavior? Right. I totally agree. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate that in our, I don't know, I would say in the last 50 years, 60 years, as the corporate world expanded, as women went into the workforce, and of course, I have no problem with women being in the workforce, but it changed the family dynamic and it changed the time we had with family. right and with our children and to be role models for our children and then there was daycares and etc and all of these changes started happening and the thing that didn't change was that the women were still the caretaker of everyone else right so on top of having done that before while not working now they're having to do that while working and i know for me when i started my health coaching training one of the very first things i learned was that self-care is the most selfless act yeah i had a big aha like why didn't someone tell me that when my kids were little (laughs) right exactly (laughs) it's so important and that it's a message that i we can't teach often enough because it's still so ingrained that women and particularly moms have to look after everyone else first. And then if you're a healer on top of that, it's even more deeply ingrained. And so I'm totally burnt out. Yeah, totally burnt out. And in fact, my podcast, I had a podcast in November uh, with a nurse who left mainstream medicine and moved into holistic care, talking about all the PTSD and burnout in mainstream medicine today in the nursing community because of this, right? And so I had, uh, I made a mantra for myself that I started repeating as I shifted my mindset around this and it takes time, it takes practice, it takes consistency in retraining our brain to this new way of thinking that better served me. And my my mantra is that self-care is the most selfless act because it allows me to show up and give the world the best of me instead of what's left of me. Yeah, I like that. I read that. Um, I don't know where I read that. I was reading some of your stuff the other day and I read that and I thought, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And, you know, I have goosebumps right now because every time I say it, I get those goosebumps through me. That just landed for me so profoundly that I was able to start going, okay, I have to start looking after me. How do I do this? And for me, it was scheduling the time in my calendar, assigning the activity of whatever it is I was going to do into that time so that I didn't just get to this free time and then waste it away on social media or watching TV or something, right? That I actually assign the activity. It could be, you know, I have so many to draw on. I'm really lucky living here in nature, but it could be anything from reading a book to taking a bath to skiing or paddleboarding or going for a walk or with a friend or by myself to, I mean, there's so many things to me. It's whatever brings me joy. Yeah. Right. But and that's the sure. thing. It's doing what you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. you know, and that sparks that, that activates the heart. You know what I mean? Totally. Because if, if, if you're exhausted, you can't have that. Exactly. It's hard to have that. Not that you can't have that, but it's just hard to get that. 
And when we're in that exhausted state, we're so much less resilient to the stresses that daily life is going to throw at us, right? And so what I noticed as I started implementing this in my life was that my kids were still pushing my buttons and they were teenagers by now, but I wasn't reacting. Yeah, exactly. I could instead choose to respond in a way more positive way. And it took me a few months to notice that, (laughs) you know, you, you always notice the pain, but when things are good, it takes you a little bit longer to notice it. Right. It was a bit of an aha, but that was so powerful. And so like you, I teach it as well because it, it has such a profound impact on people's lives. And there's so many ways that we can step into that, but I'd love to dive in more with you around the belief work, because you have said, you know, what you think matters, right? Um, And it absolutely does. And so I'd love for you just to talk about how that, how those negative beliefs are, can be turned into something that better serves. Okay. So if you think about our energy or our body being energy, right? Mm-hmm. If, we, if we believe something to be true three times or more, it enters the subconscious mind as a belief system. Mm-hmm. So if you think about your body, like your cells, right? You have lots of, lots of different trillion cells in your body, right? And each cell has receptor sites and these receptor sites have belief systems. They're either positive or negative, right? And this is what energetically goes out to the universe and our subconscious mind never shuts off. We cannot understand consciously what is in the subconscious mind because you you don't have access to that unless you, bring a lot of awareness and you muscle test. Muscle testing is a way to um, talk to the subconscious mind and talk, talk to your body. I don't know if, if you do any muscle testing in your work or not. I don't, I, I know of it and I know people do it. And yeah, in my work, work is- in my work where it's used is to determine potentially if one supplement or another is better for the body, right? Things like that. So I'm not familiar with it as being a way to tap into the subconscious mind. That's really interesting to me. So we can muscle test how you think and how you feel. And, And the subconscious doesn't hold what is true. It only holds what you think is true. Does that make sense? It does. So you may consciously think that money is good for you. Mm-hmm. But subconsciously, maybe you think that money is evil, right? Because maybe you have some ancestral old thoughts and beliefs up around money. Do you know what I mean? Or money is, yeah, like uh, a really common one is the money is the root of all evil, right? Yes. That's a very common one. Yes. And, um, but we can muscle test for that. So where was I going with that? Give me a sec. So the subconscious doesn't recognize what is true or untrue it just it just is so when when you are conceived Mm -hmm. even the first nine months of being in your mom's womb how she thought how she felt you could have taken stuff on 
from the time you are born to the time you are six years old, you are in a theta brainwave state. And this is for accelerated learning. However, we are not, what's the word? Um, we, we don't have our logical brain yet, right? And it's right. really hard at that time for us to discern our reality, right? right? So for example, you could be sitting at a table and you automatically, you all of a sudden see your mom take a picture that you've had on the wall, not on the wall, but maybe on the fridge. And because it's been there for two months, you know, she wants to recycle it. But you see her put it in the recycling and you might think, oh, I'm not good enough. She doesn't like my photo. Do you know what I mean? Right. Meanwhile, you, you forget that it's been there already for two months. Do you know what I mean? So you start thinking about your reality differently because you can't quite fully discern what is really going on because you're not quite an adult yet and you don't have that logical thinking brain yet. Right. So we accumulate the majority of our belief systems, mm -hmm. positive or negative, from the time we are born to, born to the time that we are six or seven years old. So just think about that. So however you chose to experience life coming here, how you chose to experience your upbringing, mm -hmm. your mother, your father, and I'll give you a really good example because your childhood doesn't have to be traumatic in order for you to have limiting belief systems. So I have a client who is, is really not into this stuff at all, that her girlfriend sent her to me because she was having a really tough time getting a job and upon talking to her a little bit I recognized that she had this limiting belief of I'm always second best and she had a loving mother she had a loving father but her and her brother were it's not that they were at odds but they were co competing with each other a lot and he always which won. is so common in siblings mm -hmm. yep and so it wasn't until we changed that limiting belief. So we were able to change that. So I go, when I want to change limiting beliefs, I go into a theta brainwave and we released that. We released the, I am always second. And we replaced it with, I know what it feels like to be first. I know how to be first. I deserve to be first, right? Within 24 hours, she had nine job interviews request in her inbox. Wow. Within 24 hours. And within two Amazing. weeks, she had a great job. She landed a great job, a, a really good high paying job, you know, out in the of States. That. And so I'm that is how full body fast. goosebumps happening again. <laughs> I beg your pardon? I'm having full body goosebumps happening yeah. again as you tell me this story. This is how fast changing how you think can really manifest and shift your reality because if we can if we can change how we think because what we think and actually this is what i was going to say earlier everything goes out to the universe so what we think is kind of like the beacon right mm -hmm. but how we feel is actually the magnetic pull that that brings it to us. So how we think and how we feel creates our reality. So if we can change how we think, and if we can change how we feel and reprogram the subconscious mind, then all we have to do is just sit back, relax and watch how 
the universe is shifting reality to make our environment better. And like, you know, for me, like that first session, I could just like my daughter coming down for dinner when she hadn't had dinner with us in almost a year. Yeah. You know, within, within 24 hours, like that is how fast this can change. And it's, it doesn't always happen that fast. You know, sometimes if you, if you have a lot of trauma that you have carried for a long, long time and it's really deep Mm -hmm. and it's on a soul level, then it might, it might take more than one or two or three or four sessions. You know what I mean? So it all depends on the individual, on the trauma, on the experiences, and also depends as to how much you're ready to let it go. Right. Because if you're stuck in fear and if you are really comfortable there, then it takes a little bit of work on my part to come at it from not the front door, but the back door. Right. And allow yourself to feel safe because safe and trust, those are probably two of the biggest things that actually keep you stuck in an old pattern that you really want to get out of. You say you want to get out of, but do you really? Yes, I absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. I experienced that in my own work with clients. Yeah. Uh, particularly um, clients that might want to lose some weight and yeah. we start working together and they start to lose some weight and somewhere along the way we hit a wall yeah. we might've done lab tests and we might be trying to rebalance hormones and things, but they're still hitting a wall and they stop doing the work. Yeah. Right. And they're stopping doing the work because their safety mechanisms are kicking yeah. in and saying, this is outside my comfort zone. I don't feel safe. So I have to stop doing the work so I can get back to feeling safe. Yeah. And And which is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the safety mechanism is really another word for the ego keeping you stuck, Mm -hmm. right? You're illusioned what you have learned or what you have, here's a better word, what you have conditioned yourself to believe upon your past, that if you do this, then something bad's going to happen. Well, who says that, right? Like your reality today is not what your reality was when you were five or six or seven or eight. And um, so it's, it's really about making conscious choices and making conscious decisions based upon today, based upon and you know, I, when I talk to my clients, I talk about adversity. And when you meet adversity, if you really want to meet it face to face, you have to recognize that soul is calling you to action, right? Mm-hmm. You have to recognize that that adversity has been placed in front of you for a specific purpose, right? What is that purpose, right? Are you going to believe what you have been taught to believe about yourself or what people have placed upon you? Or are you going to believe in something far greater? Are you going to believe in who you want to be, who you truly are versus who you're not? Because if you choose to listen to who you're not, then you're always going to stay there, right? So in order for you to change, you really have to be and bring yourself back to the present and recognize that fear is the number one culprit of keeping you stuck in your old patterns. And is it scary? Yeah you know, and um, this here, me being and doing this, this scares me, you know, 
And, um, but I recognize that, you know, there's a need for this information to go out and I have to get over myself, get over my fear of being, you know, a public speaker or on podcast. And because I mean, I recognize that this information is going to go everywhere and not everyone's going to resonate, but that's okay. You know? And that's totally okay because there's going to be plenty of people that will resonate and people that didn't know you or know about you or know that theta healing was even a thing, just like you didn't until you read it in that magazine and they're going to go, Oh, I need this. Right. And that's more important than the people that don't resonate. Exactly. Right. For sure. Because you can't please everybody. Exactly. Too is, I mean, for the people that it doesn't resonate, it just means that they're not ready. Right. You know, so they'll gravitate towards something that is best for them mm-hmm. at that time. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. So, exactly. but I mean, when it comes to fear, it's past, right? I mean, there's a big difference between healthy fear and unhealthy fear, mm-hmm. right? So if, if, you know, if, if I'm walking down, you know, um, a street down, downtown and it's dark and I want to turn left, and all of a sudden my intuition says, uh, no, don't turn there. You should turn here. Like, you know, that, that's a healthy recognition that says, okay, uh, there might be something going on down there that I really shouldn't, you know, get to. So I'm going to go over here versus a fear that is illusion. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it might've made sense when you were five or six, but it doesn't make sense being in your present reality as an adult. Right. Know? So, yeah. And all of, to me, I find all of this so interesting and so fascinating and so powerful, right? And we're only, you know, beginning to understand the power of our mind. And I know even in the work and the research I've done in understanding the subconscious that it just files every experience without judgment, right? Yes. And so it's all there. And then, as you say, the subconscious mind doesn't have access, but when we come across, you know, the conscious mind doesn't have access, sorry, the conscious mind doesn't have access to the subconscious, but that subconscious mind, as you said, never shuts off. It's in charge of making sure we're breathing and our heart is pumping and all of those things. And when we come across another similar experience, though, the subconscious mind is going through that file folder. How do I react? What, what it, you know, where was I in a similar experience? How do I react? And it's so fascinating how all of that drives our behavior today. It's driving our thoughts today. Yep. And what they say is I'm talking about, you know, the Dr. Joe Dispenza's or the Mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton's, they talk about how each decision that we make, 95% of it is based upon the past. Mm-hmm. Right. So our subconscious mind it going 24 seven, unless we are a hundred percent present in our reality, then our choices is based upon the information it, from the past. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and if you think about if, if you just look at the decisions you've made or the behaviors you've done throughout the last five days, you will probably, and, and the choices that you've made, you'll probably recognize, huh, it was based upon my past. So what do I need to do to change that? Right? What do I, 
because it's it's all conscious choice Mm -hmm. right it's it's a it's a conscious choice but also a willingness to want to change and recognize that any fear that comes up that's the past talking that really has nothing to do with the present so for me to change my future I have to make a different choice in my present reality and that means um you know learning how to live life on your own terms, right? Mm Self-care. And it also means getting rid of that fear, getting rid of fear of rejection, getting rid of the fear of the unknown, getting rid of fear of what you think might happen based upon something that might've happened long time ago that really doesn't have anything to do with today. Because if you look at your surroundings, you know that you're safe, right? You may not feel safe, but what do you need to do to feel more safe? And I think this is probably where you know, a connection to spirit, like meditating, settling into your heart, doing what you need to do for self-care, eating a healthy diet, right? I know for me, eating a healthy diet is huge for me because if I eat crap, I feel like crap. If I eat healthy, I'm feeling great, you know, right? It, it all plays a part. It all plays for that part. mindset. It's not just like the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual body, they all work together in order for you to feel healthy, for you to feel whole. And I think at the end of the day, we are all striving for the same thing. You know, everybody wants to feel connected. Everybody wants to, to feel compassion and to, and to belong, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. to have that wholeness. And yeah, it's not just one. It's you got to look at all those factors. And I think to understand that, so much of this becomes a choice. Yeah. You just need to know that you can make that choice. Right. And you can find the right healer. Yeah. To work with you, to help you. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, I mean, if you hear yourself saying, I have to do this, or mm-hmm. I must, or I need to do this, that is the biggest delusion because when you feel when you catch yourself I have to then that means you are you've become enslaved to what you feel or think that you have to do who says you have to do that what's the worst thing that can happen if you don't do that right right is the world going to come to an end no right so is everything going to come crashing down on you probably not exactly (laughs) so it's it's the illusion of what we have conditioned ourselves to feel and think and believe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, doing those life. checking questions, like you said, is the world going to come crashing down? Has, right. you know, has, is anybody going to die from this? Or sometimes I like to ask myself, is this a first world problem? Because I find that really puts things in perspective for me, yeah. right? Yeah. But going deeper with your theta healing um, is incredibly powerful. So just as we start wrapping up here, I love to ask all of my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? What does that mean to me? It means um, doing what I love to do, recognizing that there is, recognizing that following my passion is a huge part in self care. And eating healthy, uh, cutting out sugar, and and but saying saying that is enjoying the sweetness of life, right? So for me, enjoying the sweetness of life, I love my chocolate, 
and I love my desserts, but what I do is I make clean desserts, you know, and I make, I eat healthy chocolate, you know, and to me, it's a balance between <clears throat> the mind, body, and the soul. And it's eating healthy, making sure I do my meditation, and doing some physical activity, and recognizing that what I choose to do for me is equally important as what I choose to do for others. I love that. And what I'm hearing from all of that is that you're prioritizing your health. Yes. Of mind, body, spirit. You know so what? I love taking it for granted. You're simply choosing to prioritize it. Yeah. And that's, that is, that's number one, because if, if I want to be here for my kids or for my grandkids, then I need to be healthy, not just physically, but also up here. Absolutely. Right. And because they work together. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I loved this conversation today. And I hope, you know, for some of the listeners learning about Theta Healing and your work, it might be the first time they've ever heard of it. Others might be more familiar with it, but can you please, you have a freebie that you want to offer the audience and please let people know how they can get in touch with you. Right. Okay. So are you going to have the link of that below yes. somewhere? Okay. I will put it in the show. So, notes. Yes. Okay. So the freebie is, uh, I call it a clarity breakthrough session. So if you fill out the form. I ask some specific questions with regards to an issue or an adversity that you are uh, struggling with and what you've done, what you, uh, yeah, what you've done uh, to try to rectify or solve the problem. And I tune into that, right? I tune into that even before our call. And when you do call, I will have some limiting beliefs that I feel that you hold uh, that is keeping you stuck in that pattern. And on the call, I think I'm also uh, give a 10 minute body scan where I scan you, scan the energy, and I go a little bit deeper into where that might have uh, started for you and what you need to work on. That's phenomenal. I love yeah. that. So everybody listening, the link for that clarity session with Lynn will be in the show notes. I've done a clarity session with Lynn and it was really powerful and we did it over Zoom. I didn't have to be close to you. Yep. And that was a really powerful experience. So I highly uh, recommend it to everyone. Um, Lynn's work is incredibly powerful and incredibly healing as you've heard through today's podcast. So Lynn, what last message would you like to leave with the audience today to encourage them to start their healing journey today? I said this earlier, and I'll say it again, adversity is your soul's call to action. So if you can recognize that any adversity that you face in your life is there for a specific purpose, that the people that are irritating you are there behaving a way, behaving in a way that you want them to, for you to evolve. And allow that to sink in for a little bit because soul contracts is if, if someone is abusing you or not being nice to you for a certain, for whatever reason, you have to look at, well, maybe they don't know that they're being schmucks, right? So maybe 
part of their soul contract is for you to step out of your shell and say, hey, I no longer choose that behavior, that tone, how you're making me feel, right? So when I, when I look at adversity, I see, well, what is it that, I'm, that needs to change? And you look at not just your lesson, but I'm also looking at the other person's lesson, right? And there, because there's a lesson in both. And that person whom you are speaking to can acknowledge it and learn from it, which means you have actually um, fulfilled that contract, which is great. If they don't listen, then that person is actually, you'll actually be faced with another, actually, you'll be faced with another decision right then and there, if you want to continue with that relationship or not, or that person, right? But they will actually be met with another soul contract somewhere else, but you have fulfilled your part of the contract. And as you fill your contracts, then you're going to be evolving and growing that much more. And it's all about either changing how you think and you feel or taking action. What is it that you need to do for yourself? Is it speaking? Is it going out and calling someone? Like, what is the action? And at the end, there's a promise. And that promise will always lead you more to self-love and more to feeling and being whole with yourself, with humanity, with the earth, animals, oneness. And living life on exactly. your own terms. Exactly. Living life on your own terms. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing your story, Lynn. It's, you know, it's a vulnerable story, but it's very inspirational. And, you know, leading people into the work that helped turn your life around can help others. And so thank you for the work that you do and for speaking out and letting people know the possibility. Thank you for inviting out. me and... I love taking part. Thanks, Melissa. To the audience, thanks so much for listening and see you next time. Before I let you go today, I want to let you know about my next health kickstart and detox program starting on Tuesday, January the 4th, 2022. There is no better time to start looking after your health than the start of a new year and no better way than to do it in a guided group community. During this program, I will guide you through a three-week functional medicine detox. You do not start until after session one, so you can learn how to do it and be set up for success. And then I dive into nutrition and the right way to eat for your body and busting up some of those nutritional myths that are out there. We also dive into digestion because it's not just about what you eat, but about what you absorb. And I dive into sugar because it is in everything these days. Where is it sneaking into your diet? And what can you use instead? And we finish up with how not to retox after your detox, because of course, if you've done all of that hard work, you don't just want to go back to your old habits. You want to take your new habits with you to uh, continue on your health journey throughout 2022 and forevermore. And this is information that you will be learning not only for your benefit, but that you can then teach to your loved ones as well. So check out the link in the show notes to learn more about this program. If you haven't done my Discover Your Toxic Load quiz, do that. And I look forward to seeing you in the program. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. 
If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.